Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Slash and dash! Oh, that sounded very like, three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. We're the slash and dash gang. <laughs> You can be one of us. Yeah. For five pounds a month. <laughs> okay. So um, this is De Vernon Legrand. Have you heard of him? No. Uh, there's not a lot of information about him. There's probably about enough, but there's not a lot. I think partly because he was black and a lot of the people killed were black. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's just not fair. Like they don't look into it as much because it's not seen as as important by the media even though it's a crazy story so born in 1925 he moved to new york age 12 with his parents um he was pretty intelligent he got a doctorate in psychology and theology um so he was a phd doctor and um his criminal record started when That's he was particularly impressive for like yeah. what the 30s early 40s yeah um so his first crimes weren't till his for- when he was in his 40s and he was caught um for kidnap assault and firearms possession then in 1968 he was accused of snatching and raping a 23 year old woman and the same year he and his 20 year old son were convicted of rape and kidnapping together yeah working together have we on ever it. had a father-son rape team i don't think so i think my tone made that sound more excited than no. I, have we ever sorry love your phrase have we ever had a father-son criminal team <laughs> i don't know if we have but um so the, the son got less time he got between five and 15 years i can't remember how much exactly he served but um the the weird thing about this and the most surprising thing i mean it's surprising that he did it with his son but he was also um like uh the leader of a church Ooh. so he 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 set up his own pentecostal church and um his church was based in uh boston in new york brooklyn sorry in new york and um he had 11 nuns and they lived there at the church but it was all cagey, like so cagey. He was actually ordained, um, but I think anyone can get ordained in America, can't they? I don't know. It's so like was it one of those where he was like telling them like, "I'm get- this is how I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. He, so he was, yeah. The Holy Spirit's favourite form is that of come. 
It's, it's, it's gooey, it's white. Ectoplasm. <laughs> so, he... It's a miracle. He was basically going... He was approaching teenagers who were probably not very well off. Um, and then he had... Um, a fair bit of money so he was driving around in nice cars and things and he would invite them round to his weird cult like building give them alcohol give them drugs have sex with them and then they'd get pregnant and then he'd say right so you've got to join my church otherwise i'm going to kick you out in the street and what you've got to do every day is go out begging and make money for the church i wonder how he sold that to them that oh hi i'm a pentecostal preacher i want you to join my church and we also have alcohol and drugs here. Uh, I think he, he was just approaching really vulnerable people who, like, I don't know, were kicked out of home, had nowhere to live, that kind of thing. He would just sort of... And he had, like, a nice car. He seemed quite flashy. So really, really groomy, really grim. Um, I mean, I think we would have stayed in the Salvation Army a lot longer if they'd have plied us with alcohol. Yeah, they'd be like, Friday night, guys. Here's, like, the youth group. It wouldn't just be, what do we do? Sit around and watch a film? We had toast if we were lucky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> toast but, was, like, Oh, my God, the toast came out. Yeah. If it had been, like, let's all get wasted. <laughs> I just downed a whole two-litre bottle of Coke, and I'm buzzing. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, but then, like, they they were having his kids. So he had 11 lums and their 47 children <gasps> living. And that was 47, 47 children. That's, like, four kids each. That's, like, have you been watching? Uh, I only watched it the other day. Mrs. Wilson on BBC. Oh, good. So, quick synopsis. It's based on a true story. And the actress who plays Mrs. Wilson, it's her she's playing her own grandmother in real life and it's about the life of this guy alexander wilson who was a a novelist he wrote spy novels and it's also suspected that he was a spy but it's not so anyway he dies and then they start finding out about his life and it's never clear and they still don't know now whether he definitely was working undercover or whether he was just a con man but he had at least four bigamous wives and like all these kids and like now the family of like get together and have weird little reunions but he's just had loads of kids all over this but and he'd be like oh i had this wife he was telling people that he was having to have these wives as like part of his new undercover things but mi5 are saying we can't release anything about whether he is or isn't or was or wasn't so it's just like well who knows what he was doing Well, he was, I'm, I think that he was pimping these women out as well and things like that, but he was getting them to go out and beg and make money every day and, and they were lying about what they were getting money for. They were saying it was for an orphanage. I mean, I guess effectively it sort of it was. Is. So, so he's just spawning his own army of minions. Yeah, yeah. and um, getting them to go out and make money and he was getting shitloads of money. He, he was like Fagin. Yeah. So, um, so he had his nuns who would be recognizable in their black robes and they'd they'd go out and and sort of go around grand central station and i looked online and a lot of people said that they'd um seen them about and about and that they were pretty common to to run past and um he also bought 58 lake acres of land with the money that he was making uh near white sulfur springs which is near montana which is almost the other side of america it was a, a long distance away but 58 acres that's 
a massive amount. And there he set up like a weird retreat camp and they built houses on it. It's very uh, The Sinner season two. Have you seen it? No. No, no it's a bit like this. And, uh, but the police knew that it was dodgy there, that there was gun firing, complaints of child abuse, wild parties, and kids were just... They'd obviously take the children out there and they'd just be severely neglected, just roaming around, starving, begging, often beaten. So do you think that these nuns were... Do you think they were religious in their own cult and they were like, this is what we believe and we can have free love and da-da-da? Or do you think they were like, we are just pretending... Do you think they were just like, we're just pretending to be nuns for other people? Yeah, I I think they were scared. I think he was domineering and but then also there was a lot of child abuse going on so they must have been sort of turning a blind eye I mean it said um that in the house in Brooklyn where a lot of them lived they actually found cages that the children had been <gasps> locked into so although they knew about this on this camp because obviously they saw it in Brooklyn it was all inside this building so there was a horrendous child abuse going on in both places they were just ridiculous severe neglect and I don't know if that was you know, because you're going to be working for me and in the day you're begging and in the night you're prostituting yourself. So these nuns are just basically slaves. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. So, um, in 1968, police raided the camp and they found drugs. They found the place was complete squalor, but they didn't find anything that they could potentially pin to one person or arrest anyone for. So they, they kicked everyone out of the camp, but the next year, the followers are back. So Legrand's army of people back, still returning every year to the camp, continuing this sort of deprived lifestyle. Now in New York, Legrand is driving around in his Cadillac. He wears tailored clothes. He's visiting casinos. So he's taking all this money for himself. He's not spending it on anyone under him but he's making a fortune if they're all out begging and then he's pimping loads of them out and he's got certain workers as well i guess who were sort of controlling things he's making loads of money off these people a bit a sort of a bit like that con man guy that you did oh that henry 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 freeguard yeah. guy that was like... but they all know about it in this case because they're all living together whereas it's basically was... organized crime yeah. isn't it he's just like any other crime boss he's just got his layers of people working for him so two young members and when i say young i mean sort of 15 16 year old girls of the cult they just try and get out they come forward and they testify against legrand um but when they're called by the lawyer for testimony um for trial they've they're gone they've completely disappeared and informants said the girls have been killed and so the police attempt to find some evidence of this so they um they didn't find anything at the Brooklyn house, but they go to the ranch and they dig up areas of the ranch in 1975, but they don't find anything, but they don't stop looking. So an investigation of the local lake is carried out and they find small bones and cartilage. And then when they go back to the house again, they find blood stains at the Brooklyn house and they think, right, this is some evidence. So it takes time to process, obviously, all this evidence. There's further interviews with members of this cult and through all this evidence they're led to believe that legrand has murdered up to 12 people so some of them are his nuns or nuns sort of you know slaves some of them are children that had been living there and some of them are like sort of these workers of the church so some guys who've been working for him as well so obviously he's just people get in the way or people would say they're going to speak out just murders them 
wonder what their Sunday services were like. Well, apparently the, the church was pretty shitty. Like the bottom floor of this Brooklyn house was the church area. And it was just some fold up chairs, nothing ornamental, nothing cute. Like it didn't. Yeah. It just... I was just like, I wonder how long you go on like preparing a sermon before you're like, this is bullshit. I'm not going to bother. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a little bit of effort to put into it. Or do you think you just got up and rambled? Like, it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder how much time do you put into that side of it? I wonder, Nina, I wonder what day-to-day was like for those women because they must have known. I mean, he swans in with his tailored white suit and his Cadillac. They must have known this is bullshit. But I guess at that, by that point, they're too scared to I'm get say, out. If you've already got, if you're pregnant or you have a child or you know that he's killing people yeah. and he'll do it to you I too. I think that's it. So he went to trial and he was found guilty of the murders of four people and his son was also found guilty of the murders of four people. So they were both given 25 years in prison and he died in prison. Now it's interesting because this was in the 70s and obviously um, it was, I guess it was fairly big news but uh, it's not something that's maybe talked about as much now. But in 2010 there was an article written that the church was still running and fake nuns are still going around begging around New York and still claiming that they're running an orphanage. Uh, there's no evidence there's an orphanage, but there's still children reported to be living there. And when they asked about kids' names that they knew were supposed to be living there when they went into the Brooklyn house, they were told about nine of them were away at summer camp. So, I mean, that's pretty concerning. I don't know. That was in 2014. So I don't know if things have changed now, if it's gone. But the, I looked and looked, and it doesn't seem to be a lot of information about Legrand. I know on YouTube... There's... I'm pretty sure nuns don't beg. Yeah. Like, legitimate charitable organisations don't just beg. Well, I guess they... I mean, do they raise money in the street? Yeah, but if We're you really want to donate, orphanage. like, you can send it to somewhere else. You don't get just... You don't have to hand it to them. Yeah. Because they literally, they had photos of they trailed one of the nuns down the street. And they said that she was in the, this black nun robe, um, raising money for an orphanage. And then five minutes later, she took it off. She's in a pink, pink tank top, wandering down the road, going for a drink. Oh, so they're not real nuns then. So they yeah. are just like, we are. So they, so they know it's all a scam. They're not, they don't believe like we love Jesus, I'm a no, nun. No, they know it's a they're scam. They're just like, got it. Yeah, so I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know if it's still there. If you look on YouTube, there's like loads of stuff that says, "Oh, it's a Lagrange family." They could be family. listening to this right now. It could be, it could There'll be, be like a group of women sat around. I don't know. Well, there must be loads of his offspring that are just. There must be loads of Lagrands hanging around. Ooh. All right. Hi, Lagrands. <laughs> we better dash. Okay. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.